This is the Grounded Awakenings Podcast. Conversations connecting science and intuition. Real life lessons from real people. Real professionals who have had experiences that help them awaken to the truth of what they need and what is needed to thrive in their profession. These conversations help us evolve and awaken to what we need to be grounded yet spiritually awakened in life, in parenting, in education, in healthcare, and in the way we interact with the world around us. We hope by helping people connect with their mind, body, and spirit one conscious conversation at a time, there will be a ripple change. Now your host, Jennifer Rentolo, an integrative bridge to health, hope, and healing. Welcome to The Grounded Awakening. I am your host, Jennifer Rentolo, and I'm really, really excited to have my guest, Marcy Meltzer, on. She is going to be sharing with us the power of communication and connection and help us and myself as a parent of a child who had communication and speech issues. I so much of what she talks about just completely resonates with me and I'm really hoping hoping excuse me that it will resonate with you. Marcy is an intuitive speech language pathologist, a language facilitation coach and consultant. She provides speech and language therapy as well as national professional education talks in the speech therapy system for 3 decades. And she left when she and her clients were not finding success. Marcy's specialty is training and coaching parents and caregivers to connect with their kids who are not talking yet and to use natural language facilitation strategies to help them find and use their own spoken language faster and easier than speech therapy. Amazing. Marcy's strategies are specifically designed to equip, motivate, and empower those who struggle with speech to work harder and develop the language they need to share their wisdom with the world. Marcy's online Waves of Communication platform provides resources so parents can can try language facilitation and prove to themselves how powerful they are as language facilitators. I absolutely love that. Marcy produces a wide range of free online language facilitation resources via her Waves of Communication social media platforms. Her YouTube videos, books, online courses, and coaching services have successfully helped families who live in more than 20 countries and use her language facilitation strategies to help kids use spoken language naturally. I cannot tell you how excited I am to welcome Marcy Meltzer to The Grounded Awakening. Welcome, Marcy. Hi, everybody. I'm so happy to be here. This is such a powerful conversation, I think, that we're having. For all of you moms out there, parents out there, caregivers out there, who really are frustrated with the system, um, this conversation is one you're really going to want to tune into, and you're going to want to connect with uh, Marcy after the show. Marcy, I'd love for you to share with my listeners, how did you get to this place? Tell me about your journey and where your Grounded Awakening came. Yeah, so um, yeah, it kind of takes one, doesn't it, <laughs> sometimes? And I'm, I'm subscribed, I'm there, I'm, I've, I've done my Grounded Awakening. So it all started, um, 
a number of years ago when I was finding myself to feel quite disempowered as a speech therapist working in the system myself. First, it was taking me up to a year to get paid. Second, I was not finding myself. I was finding myself exhausted and not doing what I originally signed up for as a speech therapist. I signed up to help people. I signed up to help people make success and find success and improve themselves and improve through communication. And the system was becoming more about labels and numbers, insurance numbers, and did the label match the insurance numbers? Mm -hmm. And I was really finding my anywhere that I could work in the system. That was the first conversation. It wasn't about what's going on with this family or what's going on with this child or what they're are they really struggling with before you could even have that conversation with a person. You had to get their digits. You had to get their diagnosis. You had to get all this stuff. And it was getting in the way. And so I tried for years to finagle myself and work around the system as a contractor. I would, okay, I'll do it your way and then do it my way. You know, as soon as I could get in front of a family, I was good. But then it became that the system just shut me down, kind of like all these awakenings happening. You try to change the system as long as you can until you just can't function in it anymore. And then you leave and you decide, what are you going to do? And I thought, I don't know what I'm going to do. Maybe I'll quit speech therapy because I just couldn't find a place Jennifer, anywhere I could not find a place in education or healthcare or private or public or government or anywhere to get away from it. And so what do you do when you can't get away from it? You leave it and you figure out what you're going to do. And I thought, oh, I'll do neuro-linguistic programming or something that I can really help people connect because I knew that that was what was important. And then I had my eat, pray, love moment. I went to Peru. I realized what energy is. And I realized what it was that was helping these people succeed was not me. It was them connecting and learning from me and connecting with their child. And when I looked at, because I went and I talked to some people who were like, you know, I don't know what to do. And they're like, well, what can you do? And I said, well, I know when I connect with a mom and show her how to connect with her child, then magic happens. It's funny like how you talk about it like that. But when everything falls into place, right, that's when they see the progress. And that's why I talk about how this method works so much faster than therapy, because I decided, all right, now I have a choice. I left the system. I can pick who I want to work with. And I decided I only want to work with people who want to connect with me and learn for themselves and take responsibility and not pan it off on me or anybody else to fix their kid. Because first of all, they're not broken. They're just the process got blocked. It's a natural process, spoken language development, and it gets blocked sometimes by physical things, but a lot of times by environmental and especially mindset things, because we're talking about a job that you have to work hard to develop. And if you don't work hard at it, it doesn't develop. And I think that's what the biggest problem is. When I found people who wanted to work hard, 
they saw progress. But the people who wanted to not, you know, not take responsibility and do the work, they didn't. And when I worked in the system, I didn't pick. I was just given lists of names of people and I'd show up and they, some of them would be ready and some of them wouldn't. I figured they came into three categories. Those that were ready now, those that were potentially ready or, you know, already the system was starting to break down and they were starting to look into themselves. And then those that just couldn't, that just wouldn't, that were completely reliant on the system. And I realized through my waves of communication platform that people shift in between those levels. Sometimes they're all in and they're ready to do it. And then something happens. Their mindset gets triggered or they hear something from somebody. Their kid gets a diagnosis or a label or something like that. And then they go like this. They down. They, 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 they can't handle it anymore. And so what I figured out was through working with people who trusted me, to teach them and connect with their kids and do it. I learned what it takes. I learned how to find the balance. And I think that's the key that I have found in happiness in myself is I'm happy doing what I want because I found the balance. I found the people who want to work with me and I don't talk to those other people anymore. Yeah. It's, I mean, so much of what you just said. I mean, there's, there's so many awesome nuggets in what you just said there and coming from a place of, you know, both being that parent who had a child that had major speech delays, my son's stroke affected his speech center. So literally we started on getting speech therapy <clears throat> at the age of 17 months. And that was me advocating for that because they weren't going to give it to him. Right. But he had that diagnosis of having had the neonatal stroke that got him that. So when you talk about labels and so many parents resist the labels, but unfortunately in this day and age, in this healthcare system, you need a label in order to get the services. So um, I, I hear your frustration with that, but I also understand sometimes as a parent, it's okay to put that label on them. It doesn't mean that's who they are. It means that that's what they need to get what they need in that moment. Yeah, but, as long as you use it the right way. I think, absolutely. you know, what you did was you had to analyze both your child and the system. Yes. And just like I did for all those years, while for 30 years, while I tried to find my way, my way to work in the system, yes. that's what parents have to do until the system breaks down. It, it basically breaks down when it can't help you anymore. Because right. at the beginning, you just need help. You just well, need help. You're, you know, you, you don't you know what to, to do. Be, and you need to be failing in order to get help. So when you start succeeding, sometimes, unfortunately, that's when the services get removed. But this is where as an empowered parent and as an involved and connected parent, you can use the strategies that you talk about to continue to help your child communicate. That was key for me. And one of the things that you talked about, there were a couple of key points that I, I jotted down, but one of the key points is really, number one, being that empowered and connected parent. Being the parent that is willing, and I was that parent, but I have friends of mine that were not that parent. Being the parent that's willing to actually pause and prioritize the the speech therapy, I know that's not what you call yourself, but the but the language-based skills yeah. that are being provided. I mean, I remember changing all of the toys I had for my son. I remember watching when the therapist was working with my son so I could continue that work. And she would tell me how 
you know, she so appreciated it, but she also, I mean, we're still friends to this day. And she, and my son's 19, but she would tell me how there's a lot of, a lot of her clients who's the parents would just leave like a, like a built-in babysitter. And so that really speaks to really being, I mean, it, it goes along with the whole healthcare problem, I think, which is the, you have the people that are like, here, fix me or give me the quick fix answer. I don't want to do the work. And then you have the people that are like, okay, I recognize there's a problem. I want to be empowered. I want to be a part of the solution. Tell me what I can do. But I think what stops a lot of parents, and I was one of those parents, is that total overwhelm, the stress, the, um, the guilt, the shame. And really, sometimes that, I like to say, blocks our magic. We have to move through that. And we have to recognize that we have to pause, we have to reset, but we have to really connect, not just to ourselves and what we need, but to our children and what it is that they need to not just survive, but to thrive. So I love everything you're talking about. It's just, I mean, you're speaking my language, Marcy. Um, <laughs> Can you speak a little bit about COVID? Because I know COVID was a platform, opened up an opportunity. I truly yeah. believe that all, there are opportunities in all challenges. There are, when you're open to the possibilities and you're willing to kind of shift and grow, that's how you thrive. So during COVID, there were a lot of services that were ended for a lot of people. Yeah. I know that they talked about the mask and covering the face and how that mm -hmm. impaired communication for kids. So I'd love it if you can just share a little bit about that. Yeah, I think the thing that COVID did, the positive thing that you're talking about is what it did primarily was it proved to people how powerful they are. Because I think that before COVID, and I remember I have said this myself, I could never homeschool my children and I didn't. Somebody else did. You know what I mean? Somebody else did. Somebody else potty trained my children. I mean, I being totally honest, I wasn't capable of doing that. Now, I was capable of doing a lot of other things for them, but I was also a single parent. So as a single parent with all of the other plates I had in the air, I prioritized feeding and, and finding the right person to potty train my kids. So just talking about that basic thing, I it wasn't that I couldn't, but it wouldn't have happened as well as it right. did because somebody, I mean, they, they would have figured it out. It would have been really messy for a lot longer. <laughs> and, and, you know, you can look at that situation very much like COVID, right? Yes. So here you are in a situation where it could be really messy or you can find the solution, the resources, because it doesn't have to be somebody else. It can just be a different way of doing things, because I think that's what a lot of people did at home was they said, we'll never I'll, I could never be home working with my child in the house. My child who's nonverbal in the house with me all day because my nonverbal child makes noises all day and I work online. And how can that happen? And they did. They figured it out. They figured out what it took to keep their kid quiet. They scheduled things around things. They used the resources that were available and they were different 
for everybody. And right. what happens, like you said, when one resource, especially the one that you rely on, the main yeah. thing, I send my kid there every day. When that drops out of your life, suddenly you start to realize that you might have more resources available to you even inside of you than you thought you had before. And that's what parents did. And even parents who are working with me, now I have a lifetime program. So parents can sign on, work with me to get trained. And again, I don't mind signing them on for a lifetime because my job is to teach them to not need me, to rely on themselves, but be available when they do, because we call it waves of communication because of the ups and downs, just like you. You can be one moment. It can change moment to moment, but definitely day to day, month to month, year to year. It can change based on your resources available. When you don't have much money, you, you freak out more. When you got more money, things are more relaxed. When you got more help, things are more relaxed. When you're all on your own, things are more stressed. And the reality is the smart, like you said, the smart parents who realize where we are and what role they can play. Now, there's things, of course, that aren't out of their control. There is no place to send your kid to anymore. But what is in my control? And I think that's what parents stop to think about. And the ones that couldn't figure it out, the ones that kind of can't see the forest for the trees because of overwhelm, because they were, they didn't even realize, Jennifer, how much they were relying on other people to do these things that they really do need to take yeah. responsibility for. And spoken language is one of them. So here's a good example. A lot of kids, very much like your son, who are late talking from very early, got to be reliant on picture communication system boards and stuff like that at the school because the school has to use these picture systems to keep five or six kids in a classroom on the same page. The school's job is to keep them all together. And a lot of parents, those things never hit the light of day outside the backpack when they come home. They don't. And so now the, they realize that all the time their kid was spending at school in speech therapy, mm-hmm. they were working on these picture systems that helped them be successful at the school. And suddenly these parents were like, you know, getting on the speech therapy and they'd say, how's it going with your picture board or b- book or whatever? And the parents were embarrassed to yeah. say, I'm not doing that. I, you know, or they would lie or they would, you know, whatever because mm-hmm. of it. And the problem with that situation was was that therapist wasn't empowering the parents to be successful in their new environment. The environment changed. This kiddo's got to be successful all day, every day in their house. The mom who's not using that system. And so the parents that were working with me that were half in, half out, right? Remember Mm -hmm. the ones in the middle, the Mm -hmm. half in, half outs, the ones that are, yeah, yeah, Marcy, I'll follow you. But they're still really relying on other people. Now, during COVID, they couldn't rely on it at all. They had to go all in, kind of like when I finally left the speech therapy world and said, look, let's not consider those options for a minute and look at what you have. And what I trained parents to do was look at what they did have available during COVID. Could they go out? Could they not? How did they get motor activities in? How did they replace the things that they were missing, right? Mm -hmm lost babysitters and outside time and sunshine Mm -hmm. and all of that stuff. 
how are they replacing that with something that the child needs, that they need to fill in those blanks? And a lot of them found, Jennifer, that they themselves could come up with better options than they were relying on before the pandemic. And as a result, the parents that are working with me took their kids back for their new IEPs. Okay, school's open back up. It's been 18 months. What have you been doing? How far behind are you? And my clients were ahead of their peers. They were all, they met all those IEP goals future because their parents were teaching them to be functional out in the world to share their spoken language mm-hmm. not pictures that work in the classroom but real speech that works with whoever was around them yeah. you know we don't know who that was whoever it was right well and you know i gotta say one of the things that i've seen with myself and also just with clients and and people in general is you know we live in such a distracted world We live in a place where we're all trying to like multitask and we're not really present in our life. And even the best intention parents, I will speak as one of those parents. It's, it's easy sometimes to be distracted, trying to do something else. You get a little impatient with your child and you're not necessarily connecting to what do they need in this moment. So, I mean, I know with my son, he still has speech issues. His, his difficulty now and it creates a lot of social anxiety for him, is his ability to retrieve words to be able to participate in a conversation. So, you know, as a teenager, conversations happen fast. They change. When one of my frustrations in school was he wasn't necessarily getting speech therapy, but they were giving him speech as a way to help him with social pragmatics. But it was in a very. Yeah, that's still it's all about it's not just about how many words come out or how well you follow directions. Right. It's about can you use spoken language, not just forgetting what you want, but sharing your ideas and arguing and my opinion or disagreement, negotiation, all the reasons that we need to use talking. And I think school tends to focus on just the requesting part. Well, and the function part in the classroom versus let's face it for so many kids, it is a social emotional thing. It is about expressing your needs, about participating, about connection. And I mean, I see that with, with my son. I see that even my second son, the one who had leukemia from the high risk uh, or uh, high dose chemotherapy he got, he has some um, verbal reasoning issues. Yeah. Yeah. So when there's verbal discussions in the classroom, he gets very anxious because he has trouble, you know, again, it's like the retrieval, the, the executive functioning part of speech and language and communication. But I feel like, the good news is you can improve that. You can improve that even with kids like, you know, when we think that's the problem, I think one of the things that happens, like you said, the diagnosis, if you get a severe one, like, yeah. uh, you know, a cognitive brain injury mm-hmm. or, you know, stroke like your son, sometimes yeah. they write these kids off yeah. a lot faster than they equip them. Now, it might take longer. But what we know about neuroplasticity Mm. is that through the correct repetitive engagement, Mm -hmm. and we're not talking about repetitive activity, we're talking about repetitive work, real Mm -hmm. effort and work. Like how do basketball players become expert basketball players? They don't just throw hoops. They play games. They play 
games. They actually engage with other people who block them and try to stop them and get in their way. Oh, I have to, because it's not just about you. It's about you navigating your environment. And I think this is the component of language facilitation that the connection part that is what works, is the magic juice. I call Mm -hmm. it the language facilitation zone. When Mm -hmm. you can connect in the same energy, frequency, vibration, space even, because that distraction is no joke. When you're not together, you're not together. And when you're not together and thinking about the same thing, You can't use that telepathy, that natural intuitive telepathy, because that's how you know when your child is 17 months old and they can't even process like other kids can, but they're still communicating every single minute of every day, non-verbally letting you know what they need, how they feel, that they want this, that they don't want this, that they're happy with you, that they're not happy with you. Even when they're tiny babies, they're doing this. and. You're using your intuition. What does he want? What does he need? What does he And what happens sometimes when kids get to your kid's stage is they separate because they say, oh, the kid knows how to say words. Mm. He doesn't need me Mm. to still reach in and help him bring his wisdom out in a gentle, kind, loving way. Not say this, say this, don't say this, say this. It's Mm -hmm. good this it's bad to say this all of that business Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. what they grew up with in therapy is it right is it wrong Mm -hmm. not is it from your heart because when you say something from your heart it's never wrong it's never wrong it might not be grammatically correct (laughs) but you can definitely get your message across and your kids at preteen teenage you know they're at these they got a lot to say yeah yeah and you know what when my when both my boys when they're relaxed. And that's the key. I mean, I'm, my big thing is stress management. And, you know, I have a, I have a course that I'm about to launch called stress SOS, which is basically giving parents first the tools to reset their nervous system, pause so they can connect to what is it that I need in this moment. Same thing for kids. And that's what I've taught my kids to do. That's it's, brilliant. Yeah, that because, is brilliant. So right. the people who are following on waves of communication, you guys, stay tuned for this from Jennifer because this connection is the key. Yes. If you feel like you're stuck, it doesn't matter if your kids hit the wall, yeah. right? Oh, we I, hit in, the wall. The, in the workbook that I wrote, there's a line. There's I give level charts because people like level charts. Yes. Yeah. I give this line where below this line – they're spinning their wheels. Nothing's happening. And above this line, sky's the limit. It's and where it's the magic happens. About- yeah. Because when you calm yourself down first as the parent, you reset your nervous system. Then you can connect to that intuition. You can respond versus react. And I'll say, I mean, one of the mistakes, and I, I will tell all the listeners out there, maybe some of you can resonate with this. But I have made the mistake, and I still sometimes make the mistake, of talking for my child because it can be painful to watch him struggle. It can be painful to watch him try to communicate and people don't understand what he's saying. Or he'll look at me kind of like, are you going to take this? And it was interesting because his former, you know, from, from 
17 months to three years from early intervention, his speech therapist, Amy Bond, if you're listening, um, she actually, he did an amazing documentary film about what it's like to have an invisible disability. And he interviewed people in his life and she was one of the people he interviewed. And she flat out turned to me and said, you have to stop talking for him. And I was like, oh, okay. But it was, it really hit me. Cause I, you know, we sometimes as parents wanna make things easier. We wanna sweep the path, but we're actually not helping them. We're not helping them connect to what their needs are because we're bypassing them and taking over. So um, I've done that. And to all your parents out there, and I'd love for you to kind of, do you have yeah. any tips on parenting? I do, I do, I do. Yes, 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 yes. And this is the biggest thing you see because these moms love their kids more than anything and they yes. want them to do it. And they see other moms doing it on my channel and they're like, I want that for my kid. And yeah. I will do anything. They'll give their left arm. They'll give their right yeah. arm. They'll give their head. Yep. They'll give everything love. Yep. their kids, right? And the thing is, here is the deal. And this is why we talk about how powerful you are. Because you as a parent, yes, you can do anything for your kid. You can advocate for them. You can buy services. You can get people to do everything for them. But are you actually equipping and empowering them to be the adults that mm -hmm. you want them to be in life. And you do want them to be that, but you're afraid. And that's the only thing. You're just afraid that they're going to fall. You're afraid that they're going to make mistakes. You're afraid they're going to be embarrassed. Like you said, I'm afraid that people are going to make fun of him. Well, I'll tell you what. The thing is, you have to trust yourself and trust your child because yeah. your boys, they want to go make friends. They want to go talk about rockets or, space yeah. or dinosaurs or whatever they want to talk. And they don't want you no. there over their shoulder saying he likes Tyrannosaurus Rex or he's very <laughs> excited about Mars. And they're like, oh, great. Now you've just made me look like I'm not able. You've enabled right. me yes. to look even more ignorant than yeah. these people are treating me because you see people you have seen them treat yeah. these kids like this and remember this is a mindset block this is a mindset block so i'm really super happy that you brought it up that it happens to you and that's why we call it waves of communication and the good news is when it happens because it always happens to everybody that you feel like you're not enough mm -hmm. and so you got to do more I yeah. got to do more. I'm not enough. I got to do more. I'm not enough. I got to do more. And the thing that you have to do is equip the late talker because remember, they're not going to talk. They're, that neuroplasticity is not going to happen by you programming it. You can't no. plug a wire into that brain. They have to do the work. And my first book is called If It Isn't Fun, It Isn't Fun. And with any kid, if it isn't fun, they won't do the work. So we need them to do the work. We've got to make the work fun and we've got to make it meaningful because it doesn't matter how hard it is. If a late talker wants to talk, they'll talk. If a late walker wants to walk, they'll walk. But they have to want it. They don't right. do it based on your rewards or if you talk, I'll give you a cookie or if you that stuff fades fast. Yep. It is self-empowerment. Right. It helps a late talker overcome a neurological illness like your son has. Yeah. It's no, a big I, 
Absolutely. And, you know, I will say my son, he amazes me every day. Like our, our works so hard. Yes. And one of the things that we say all the time, our motto is never underestimate the things I can do. And he can do anything. He just doesn't do it like everybody else, but that doesn't matter. It's what makes him so beautifully, uniquely him. And so I, I love, I love this. And, you know, again, speaking to all the parents out there, if you're struggling and you feel like, you know what, I can't do this. There's no way I can do this. I'm too busy. I'm too this. It's really about prioritization. And it doesn't mean you have to do this and not have support or not have somebody work with you. It means that you show up for when you can show up. And you yep. understand what it is that your child needs. Talk to the to whoever's working with your child on speech and language facilitation and find out what can I do at home to be consistent. Yes. So when you see your child being frustrated, and I'll tell you what, and Marcy, you can you can speak on this if you want, but 99% of behavioral problems happen, especially with boys, I will say, happen because they are frustrated. Yes. because they don't feel seen, heard, or understood. That's right. Right? So when we can connect to what is it that our child needs in this moment, which means we have to pause and stop what we're doing to actually tune into them. And for me as a parent, they are my priority. Yeah. And even if I can't do it in that moment, it's something that I need to go back and revisit with them or I need to stop what I'm doing before. It's like de-escalating a situation when you start to see it happen. And then I have learned as a parent, I need to communicate with anybody working with my son so they can understand him and they can understand his signals. It's amazing. He's on a gap year program right now. He's in Central America and we've had a couple of conversations with the, count, the the instructors that are with them. And one of the things that I've done is to help them understand what are the signs that he's starting to get frustrated, that he's starting uh-huh. to get anxious, or that he's having trouble having a communication breakdown. And just understanding him, coming up with signals, helping people around them be aware of that is empowering, not just for them, but for my son. Yeah, because they're learning to communicate with him at his level. And again, if you're in the facilitator role, you give them more language than they need. But it's also your job as facilitator to help them be successful wherever they go. And what you talked about is a big part of your job as language facilitator. Just because you're the one that gets them talking through your language models and your encouragement and all of that stuff doesn't mean that other people will do that. They don't know how to connect with your late talker because your late talker is unique. And I see somebody talking about vaccines as the cause of the problem, but the reality is it doesn't matter what causes. It is what it is. Late. It is what it is. Exactly. Right. And it's not yes. about chasing after, okay, it's toxin, so I've got to get detoxed. It's about, it. Da, 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 da. it's not. It's about connection. It's yeah. not, it, because we're talking about speech and we're yeah. talking about neurological development that happens naturally through listening to and processing and practicing talk. Mm-hmm. It's the only thing. You can't learn to walk 
without walking. Yes. You can't learn to talk without talking. And you don't walk by taking one step and then stopping and one step and then stopping. You walk by walking, having conversations. So yes. the things that you talked about, reading with your kids, talking with your kids. I know we didn't talk about strategies yet. No, no, I was going to get there. But the yeah. things, right? These are the things that you kind of take for granted. And especially if you've got an older kid who doesn't appear to be listening to you because they're not sitting and looking right in your eye yeah. or whatever. If they're hanging out near you, if they're smiling, if they like you, and if they prompt you to keep on giving them more information, because they that's one of the things that kids do by repeating themselves over and over and over again, mm -hmm. even in action over and over and over again, is they're prompting you to connect with them. And like you said, the most important thing, watch them. See what, if you can't hear it because they're not using speech, see through their behavior, yes. what they're communicating. And it's not just what they need. It's why are they frustrated? Right. Why are they mad? Why right. are they, you know, why does, why is he covering you in kisses all of a sudden? You know, what does this mean? You know what I mean? Yeah, it doesn't yeah. have to be a meltdown. It can yeah. be any kind of nonverbal communication. But when you connect and you see the message behind those behaviors, you can see it. That's where the intuition comes in. Yes. Because you know this child. You see where it's coming from. And then what I call stop, drop, and roll, just like a fire, right? Instead of reacting you respond appropriately instead of fueling the fire with more right. yelling and screaming. Right. You see where it's coming from. You find right. the root cause and you put that out. Oh, you're just worried about whatever. And a lot of late talkers are worried about talking. It's just like introverted, shy talkers are the same. They don't like to give presentations in front of an audience yep. for a late talker. Meeting up with a friend on the playground feels just as anxious to yes. them because they're yeah. not good at talking and they don't want to be judged by someone else. So you as a parent, your role in those things, instead of worrying and stepping in kind of like you did and talking for them mm -hmm. is do a little pre-teaching. Like if you know this environment is potentially anxiety causing for your late yes. talker, yes. them before you go, hey, there's going to be right. kids there. They're going to be talking to you. I know there's a slide. You like the slide. Let's go to the slide and talk about the slide. And then you engage the late talker in conversation, like you said, with your kiddo at mm -hmm. their level, using yep. hand signals and level where they are because you know where they are. And then what's going to happen is other people will observe you. Yes. Other people will see how you interact and then they'll learn how to interact in a nice way that won't throw the wrench in the works is what right. everybody's worried about. Somebody's going to have a meltdown or somebody's right. going to react in the wrong way. And everybody's worried about all that. And that's the right. distraction you're yes. talking about that keeps you out of the moment. Because now if you're prepped ahead, you're in intention versus yes. distraction. You're, hey, let's go to the playground and connect with kids and talk with them. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't give their late talkers credit for being able to understand all of that stuff. And most late talkers are far better at understanding than they are at speaking. So just slow down, carefully yep. break down the situation for them, and right. you'll get immediate. It happens immediate. Immediate. Right. 
connection and then you use the resources around you that you know trust that you have them that you can do it you know the kiddo you know what's going on you know what's around you have good problem solving skills you can do this yes it's funny because just with all that you you've said and then these comments um one of the things i think about is it's hard for a lot of parents to be present we often go to the catastrophic thinking and we want to avoid the meltdowns. We want to avoid something happening, but we don't realize that all of our sweeping ahead to try to avoid the anxiety or avoid the, the, um, the blow up or whatever is actually interfering with the development. Yeah. And same when we want to blame, when we play the blame game and we get, so it's like being stuck in the past keeps you stuck and not moving forward because you're so busy trying to blame that you're not actually moving forward dealing with what am I, what is You're not here, you're right somewhere now. else. Your right. mind is worrying about what you did exactly. in the past or what you could do in the future. Is this yeah. pill going to help my kid? Is this therapy going to help my kid? Is this whatever right. going to, when you know what you're doing yep. is guided to make a change, then right. you trust it. Yep. And you don't spend time worrying about it. You spend time interacting yeah. with your kid. And that's yeah. why it happens faster because you're not waiting for the speech therapist to show up on Thursday at 10 a.m. every other week. It happens all day, every day. Because you, that's why people who join my platform and watch yours too, they mm-hmm. want to be equipped and empowered. Yes. They don't want to be farm this out to somebody else. Right. They want to connect and get the best results because the best results come from you. And that's the other thing that is distracting. And we can talk about this all day. There are providers out there, lots and lots of options for you, shiny, shiny objects with um, remedies and pills and therapies and programs and all of this stuff. And I've got one too. So does Jennifer. But the difference when you evaluate these programs is to look at your role. If you're passing this off to a pill, a thing, a program, a protocol, a X, Y, or Z that you didn't develop yourself, then you're fooling yourself. You're missing the magic, as Jennifer would say. Right. Well, it goes, it speaks to the point of, and this is, I used to be, and this was the old healthcare model that I had where I was a practitioner, took my nursing and I would see patients, but I realized, you know what? I, I don't want people coming to me, handing me their problems and saying, fix me. I want to empower people just like you want to empower people with tools to tune in to what is it that they need to be not just successful, but to thrive. Yes. And then that's like, we are empowerment coaches in a way we want to empower you. So if you're listening and you're thinking like, Oh, I, I can't even, I don't have time to take a shower, let alone be a speech therapist. I hear you. I've been you. I get exactly where you are. However, it comes down to just taking tiny little moments, like bite-sized moments, yes. and just pausing for a moment to connect to what is the big picture here? What is it that I need? But then what is it that my child needs? And if you want more peace in your life, it's worth it. It is worth it to just take those moments to pause and to connect, even if it means you might be smelly for one more day because you forego the shower to actually connect with your child. So, um, Marcy, do you have any 
any kind of parting words of wisdom? And can you please let my listeners know how can they connect with you? Yes. So the parting words of wisdom are, it doesn't matter how old they are. It doesn't matter why they're late talking. It doesn't matter where you live. It doesn't matter how much money you have. It does not matter anything outside of your connection with that child. Nothing else matters. If you have access to the internet and you can watch videos, visit wavesofcommunication.com. I always do this with my hand if you're watching on video to see I'm making a wave action to know that it's waves of communication to talk about the energy, to talk about the ups and downs, to talk about all the things. And there are 450 plus videos there with suggestions. Every video equips and empowers parents with real strategies to first of all connect and then figure out what's going on and then take what I call inspired action because without inspired action you're not going to get anywhere but with inspired action you get everywhere and the insp inspiration part is that magic that we're talking about and the inspiration comes through you to the late talker now you might be watching videos and reading books and things like that and that's what you'll do but once you start watching videos you'll learn that I've got a workbook I've got an audio book and a book and they're all available on Amazon if you look at Marcy Melzer and waves of communication you'll be able to find all of my information I talk about them all the time you can learn how to do it I even do free Q&A so you can join me and ask me questions on YouTube every Thursday so tons of resources because again I'm like you I know that the real power is in these parents it's not in therapists and I know that therapists can help you if you use them as resources and not just your fixer-uppers but because they're smart they've got right. tons just like Jennifer's a beautifully smart brilliant RN who used her knowledge of schooling was gifted a child who she needed it for Right. And now she's in a world where she can train other people to use their natural things. And if they don't know about nursing, she can teach them about it. If they don't know about speech, she can send them over here. If they don't know about potty training or behavior. And we are a community. I'm sure all of us, the people that you're connecting with. Right. So that everyone out there can yep. realize, first of all, how powerful you are and how powerful your child is yes. when you equip them you're going to see results that look like magic. That's amazing. It's all about tools in the toolbox. I love to say it's tools in the toolbox. So if you need some more tools, click on Marcy's Waves of Communication website and download some of her amazing, phenomenal tools. Um, and if you are looking for tools to help manage your stress and to help you find hope and healing and happiness in your challenges, connect with me, jenniferrentolo.com. Thank you, Marcy, for being here. And I want to invite my listeners to keep listening, keep following. If you like this, like it, subscribe, and follow us on our journey when we plant our feet on the ground and reach for the stars. 
Yes, and on my followers, on the Waves of Communication channel, and this is shared across there too because we have this beautiful technology to be able to do this live. Jennifer's resources are amazing. If you're one of those families that's in the tilting between the evidence base and the and the woo woo and all of that stuff, and you you've got people yelling at you, evidence, 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 and you've got me saying it's not always all about the evidence. Yeah. Once you learn how to balance them together, Jennifer's stress resources are amazing and really take these on because I am thrilled to be able to share them with my audience and very thrilled to connect with you, Jennifer. Thank you so much, Marcy. So stick with us and let's be empowered together. That's right. Be well, everyone. If you've enjoyed this podcast, like, subscribe, and give it a review at your favorite podcast platform. For more info on Jen, visit jenniferrentolo.com. That's Jennifer, W-R-E-N, Tolo, T-O-L-O.com. Thanks for listening.